What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Gamescoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. Joining me this week are Justin Davis. Scoop. Mark Medina. Hello. And Colin Stevens is with us this week. Scoop times four, and, I guess. <laughs> it's four times one. Wow. Getting up there. Getting up there. <laughs> Good news, everyone. Justin Davis is bringing all cats back. Yeah, I just I just sent you three the dumbest one. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> They're waiting. The internet's saved today. All cats strike back. We've got a great show for you this week. Uh, it's that time of the year again. It's time to check in with Game of the Year Watch. The year is halfway over. We are obligated to start talking about Game of the Year in that case. We've also, there's also a, a, a game that's being remade that I honestly hadn't even thought of in probably 10 years. A little bit of a surprise to me. But first, God of War Ragnarok, a game you may have heard of, finally has, finally got that release date. Mark, what is it? Uh, gotta know. November <laughs> something. <laughs> Why did you just do that to Mark? Why That's so mean. Well, hold on, hold on. Mark was just on Beyond, right? It's true. I was on Beyond. You well, know what's messing me up with the date? We talked about this extensively. We did. We did one of those like, hey, I hope there's news tomorrow. If not, we're going to have to talk about Skull and Bones. And then they were like, yo, the release date for God of War. It's messing me up because uh, all the British people are like, wait, so is it out in September? I'm confused. Uh, but uh, I, no, I yeah. believe it's, it's like November, November 9th or something 9th, like that. Yeah. Which I think every, you know, people have pointed this out. A bit of a missed opportunity. So close. Why did they just go hold it two more days? 11-9, which is a Wednesday. Yeah. And if they just would have waited two more days, they could have had Starfield's former release date, 11-11-22 on a Friday. So I what they I have a couple of theories. Okay, one is there one is there being nice, and they don't want to be like we're stealing your release what? date. We don't want to be all like controversy. <laughs> yeah, I think that is genuinely maybe one of the reasons why they did it. Number two, I think PlayStation posted this on their Twitter account that Wednesday is actually Odin's Day, um, which would make sense in the context of it being like Norse mythology. But then Thursday is also Thor's Day, so they could have just done it on the tenth. So I don't know. Wednesday is a very weird day to release a video game. Is every Wednesday Odin's Day? It's like Taco Tuesday? Like is every Thor every Thursday is Thor's Day? So Thursday is Thor's Day. I knew that for sure. But I think Wednesday has something to do with Odin. I feel like it's not that special if it's every week. A yeah. Wednesday a Wednesday is very odd. I don't yeah, I can't yeah. ever think of a video game releasing on a Wednesday, like a big one. It's always Tuesdays or Fridays, right? I mean, yes. Usually. Yeah, I, I, I think I think it's a courtesy thing. I'm going with Colin's first theory. I, I think I think PlayStation knows the storm they would bring by stealing, you know, Starfield's release date. I I'm on the side. I'm in a lol cap mood. They should have just done it. I should should have done yeah. it for the goofs. No, I don't, I, I don't well. know. Like, I, I'm kind of on the other side where it's like the, every single time someone's talking about that. They're just, you know, they're not talking about their games. They're off message. Yeah. They're not mm. talking about okay. Ragnarok and how good okay. the game is. And you got to download it. You got to play it. It's just, you know, it's just this console war stuff. So it's like, you know, they still get to hit the date they want without engaging in that sort of like discourse. It's maybe not so positive these days. Justin's such uh, a business dad. No, <laughs> We're I, just I like that. doing for the memes. And Justin's like, well, guys, come on. <laughs> No, I, that makes a lot of sense, Justin. Uh, thank you for bringing some sense in here. But I do think still missed opportunity to have a, a, a new trailer uh, come out where we open on some, some sort of like a, an exotic locale. Maybe it's another planet. Maybe it's a sci-fi game. Maybe this looks like Starfield, but it's also kind of fantasy. And then the ca- camera lowers down to see Kratos 
And he looks around. No one's around. He says, you know, fine. I'll take it. <laughs> 11, 11, 22. <laughs> Sounds like a, a good trailer for a Duke Nukem game. I don't know. Oh, yeah. That, that's oh, my God of War. They can all use it for Duke Nukem if they come out on the next 11, <laughs> 11, 11, 22. That would be a real, that's a real 2002 video games move. Yeah. You'd have Peter Moore coming out with a date on a tattoo on his arm (laughs) via whole thing. Yeah. Anyway. It wouldn't be, it'd be Shuhei though. Yeah. It would be Shuhei, yeah. (laughs) Anyway, it's good to to finally have a release date for God of War Ragnarok. Wow. That's, that's the big game for this holiday season, Mm. right? That's. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I'm glad it's not. I mean. Yeah, um, you know, it's certainly the one I'm most excited about. Cannot wait. That means I don't like I actually don't like the phrase cannot wait because you just you don't have a choice. You have to. I don't care. I cannot. <laughs> so I'm going to just I can't collapse, <laughs> I guess. I drive my daughter crazy because she's she's like, oh, I can't wait. Like, I can't wait. And I'm like, you have to. You, you, <laughs> can, you can and you, you will. <laughs> you don't you literally don't have any choice but to wait. That's the only thing you can do. <laughs> So this means, you know what this means? Everyone knows what this means. We're going to have exactly 24 hours to burn through all of the content in Skull and Bones. <laughs> oh, we get that's mean. That's, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's mean. Just, it's not mean. This just is, this is, this is just, these are just facts. Skull and Bones also has a release date now after a very, very long, a protracted development period. November 8th. So now I think it looks really cool. Really? I do not no. think it looks as cool as God of War. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> back to God of War. Is that, is that the is that the comparison? Those are the the two big hitters. <laughs> I mean, they are that week. Yeah, I, I <laughs> that week for sure. I bet Call of Duty will be in there somewhere too. No, Call of Duty already has a release date, right? In October. Oh, does it? I don't know. I don't pay attention. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't care about video games. Everyone knows that. Don't. Yeah, dude, they're gonna clip that. Oh you yeah, to- it's over. <laughs> it's over now. Every YouTube comment. <laughs> Yep. Um, yeah. <laughs> God of War and Skull and Bones in November. I'm surprised Skull and Bones is real. I'm, I'm still surprised that it's real. Mm. I didn't think that game was ever coming out. Mm-hmm. Was it 2013 that it was no, announced? It wasn't that no. far back. It wasn't that far back. No. Okay. I want to say like 2017. So like five years yeah. ago. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think so. That sounds right. That's not so bad. Mm-hmm. Well, so Justin, what's, what's the gist? How, how Assassin's Creed or how Sea of Thieves is it? Um, it I, it's sort of a it's a it's a good mix of both. I think the environments look really cool. You know, I don't know. I don't like look like I just like pirates in general. Mm. Like I really like them, and I'm glad to see them being represented in media once again. Yeah, you remember? I, 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 think I have nothing further to add. <laughs> I like Sea of Thieves, but I I've always been a little bit sad about its like lack of like actual progression versus just you know um, cosmetic progression. And so this game like is actually more of a it's a boat RPG. So I don't know. Yeah. I think it looks really cool. I agree. The Sea of Thieves things I could never quite get past. I mean, uh, so many video games, especially service video games, feel like a treadmill. But Sea of Thieves, like kind of especially felt like a treadmill to me. And mm-hmm. I couldn't I couldn't quite get past that. Mm-hmm. Does it seem like there's anything there's going to be anything for me to do by myself? <laughs> I don't know. They said multiple times about how yeah. fun it is to play with friends. Yeah. TBD, I think. Okay. okay. Well, I think, I mean, God of War comes out <laughs> the next day. So I think one evening with Skull and Bones will probably be enough <laughs> for me. Yeah, um, it, 
if I had to guess, you're with randos if you're playing by yourself, which mm-hmm. is almost worse. So, <laughs> yeah, you'll play with some randos on a Tuesday, get God of War on a Wednesday, yeah. play it for two more weekdays because that's a weird day to release a video game. Mm-hmm. And then the weekend comes. And then back to Skull and Bones. <laughs> back to Skull and Bones. <laughs> probably not. Yeah, probably not. Colin, which one are you more excited for? Skull and Bones or God of War? <laughs> I mean, I want to make a joke, but like, no, God of War. Obviously, yeah. I'm more okay. excited about God of War. Not to be mean to Skull and Bones, but... Uh, Nobody's being God mean War, to Skull and Bones. Well, God of War 2018 is uh, one of my favorite games ever made. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the best games of the last generation. Um, I'm just really excited <laughs> to see where they go with it. We we know that it's a duology now, so this is going to be like the last Norse game. So, and I feel like they left a lot of gods on the table from the first uh, mm. God of War in twenty eighteen. Mm. So it's like we know we're going to go, we're going to fight Thor, we're going to fight Odin, we're going to fight like the majority of that pantheon, and it's going to be a lot of fun. And um, one thing I'm really excited about is they showed the collector's edition. Um, You're excited about comes, this? Yeah. Well, I. I I have some qualms about the collector's edition, but I'm excited because it it, it has Mjolnir in it, which is mm-hmm. Thor's hammer, of course. And God of War games, historically, after you kill certain gods, you'll get like a new weapon. Mm-hmm. It's like, I am basically 100% certain that at some point in this game, you kill Thor and you take Mjolnir and then you use that to try to kill Odin. And I think that's mm-hmm. going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, that's a good point. That's something I hadn't thought of. Um, It's going to be so hype. It's going to be so good. (laughs) It is probably going to be really good. And then, well, we'll get to this in just a second. And and I remember saying, like, you could, there was a, there was a game scoop, you know, whatever, four years ago when God of War was new, where that game was so good. Um, You know, it was a game of the year winner. It was my game of the year. uh, One of my favorite games of last gen. But the thing that, like, kind of in the back of my head made me most excited was like, it was the first one. So it's like it was so good out of the gate and it didn't have that thing of like, oh, there's a lot of potential here by the sequel. I hope they yeah. nail it. Like they already hit a Grand Slam home run with the first one. Yep. I'm like, I cannot wait for future me to get to play the sequel. And now it's like now it's finally almost here. Mm. Like yeah. the, the, the tiny little details that the first game didn't get perfect, like repetitive boss fights and stuff like that. It's like they, they've had four years to like fix all that. Mm. I want to yeah. I want to replay the first one, but I don't I, I think it might be too early. I think I might wait a little bit, but man, I do love that game, and I'm very, excited, very excited for the sequel. I'm sad we only got the like CGA CGI trailer thing with the wolf. Mm. But, like that was yeah. still like a really cool trailer, but I don't know. I I'm me and Altano kind of went back and forth. I'm still holding off hope that there's still a PlayStation showcase sometime this summer, and so they'll probably show mm. more there. And then there'll almost certainly be some sort of like God of War uh, state of play. But to be honest, I don't I don't need to see a lot more of this game. That's I'm what I was going to say. Like, sold. you don't need any more convincing, right? You know, like, I, I'm fine not seeing, I can wait till November. Yeah. I don't need it is to, like, a little weird that we didn't get, we did you know, we just got this short CGI thing. It's like, I kind of don't, I mean, whatever. Yeah. I guess, I guess they got, you know, they hammered out whatever executive level meetings they needed to hammer out to like finalize that release date. And, like, we need to get, get it out there ASAP before, you know, any more horribleness happens online. <laughs> so I think what was going yeah. on there. And then I suppose they'll plan a bigger marketing beat in the weeks to come. Well, and yeah. pre-orders were opening next week, like regardless. So it's like they're like, well, yeah, I think we have to do a release date before we can do that. <laughs> but of course, God of War giveth and God of War taketh away. <laughs> and PS5 exclusive Forspoken was delayed from October into next year. 
It's January, January 24th, I believe. Just a few days before Dead Space, the Dead Space remake. Mm. Um, I don't know. We've talked a lot about this game and how Sony and Square Enix are having a hard time drumming up excitement for this. So maybe this is good for Forspoken. It's, it's, it's not even the first delay. This game was supposed to be out, what, in May this year? We, when you I, look at their like release date or when when you look at their delay announcement, it's it's unlike any delay announcement. I feel like I've seen in a long time where they talk about I agree. and stuff like that. And it's like this game is done. Like they say yeah. in the thing that the game is basically done. It just needs some polishing. Um, this it's was so clearly the smallest there's, game. <laughs> their statement is so weird. It's like yep. after consulting with our third party partners, it's like, what what are you talking about? I know. It's so, yeah. Which yeah, it's I, it's it, clear there's just like no room for this and they need a big I mean that's not spring yet but they need like that January February kind of game and they're like well Forspoken's going because they like they already have God of War they have The Last of Us remake they have yeah. marketing deals with Call of Duty and with Hogwarts Legacy and so it's like I think they just had to pick one and they're like Forspoken's out of here so <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. The the wording was was completely bizarre, and I didn't know if something was being lost in translation. Square Enix being a Japanese developer, but yeah, it, they said the game is basically done. It's in its final polishing phase, <laughs> uh, and the delay was a result of ongoing discussions with key partners. Which you know, it's uh, only exclusive. You have to imagine that's who they mean. So I don't know. Strange so situation. Is it? It's like, oh, don't blame us. Yeah. You know, blame yeah. Sony. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> But I don't know. Maybe that'll give them some more time. Maybe they can have a, a state of or a, a place, some sort of a state of play on Forspoken. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, I, I guess said more details this summer. So at that PlayStation mm. showcase that I'm trying to will into existence. <laughs> if if now that this is in January, they have like two months. Like they have uh, Last of Us Part One in September, mm-hmm. and then two months uh, God of War Ragnarok in November, and two months. For spoken in January. Yeah. So I think they're just spacing things out. I think that's really all this equates to. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, I don't know. I have a feeling for spoken is going to come like um, Ghostwire Tokyo. Remember that mm. one? Yeah. <laughs> it just I, PS5 console exclusive. It kind of came and then. Yeah, it's a it's definitely like a tier above Ghostwire. Not necessarily oh. in terms of. I know people like Ghostwire a lot, but like in terms of its general hype and presence in the video game industry it's not like it's like it's like double a if ghostwire is single a i guess i would say ghostwire had a lot of hype until they showed what the game looked like and then i think a lot of people were like oh that looks like this okay and i was still very excited for it and then i played it for a week and i was like this is i i did not really like that game but it, it was what it was yeah, both Ghostwire and Forspoken to me are games that like I'm interested enough. I'm waiting until like reviews come out, and if they're glowing, then sure, I'll play it. They weren't super glowing for Ghostwire, so I didn't play Ghostwire. If they're glowing for Forspoken, then yeah, I'll play Forspoken. It's basically where I'm at. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I probably wouldn't have played Forspoken during the busiest, busier fall season, as busy as this one will be, which is not very. Uh, but I might play it in January, so that's you know they're doing something right. You know, but if there's nothing, if there's nothing else, yeah. I'll play for spoken. <laughs> I, I think Except so. That's exactly that's else. exactly how I feel. Where it feels like a great January February game. Yep. Mm. Except there is something else. Just a it's few days after. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm very excited right. for. Well, um, now now it's now it's late year and early year that's uh, busy. More mm-hmm. video games need to be released in the summer. 
Like we're That's here right. in the summer right now. We need more video games. Kids aren't in school. They want to be playing games. I'm sure that there's marketing reasons and everything, but it's just like release more video games in the summer, man. Yeah. That's but, what like Sam, I mean, not just Sam, but like on the show, we beat that drum all the time with like, I, I think it was, I go, it's been years at this point, but like Witcher three was like a summer game. Mm-hmm. It's like more games need to come out in June. Uh, yeah. Last of Us, uh, yeah. the first one was June. That was a great June game, you know? We're getting the cat uh, game soon. Straight. That's straight. That's true. <laughs> That's next week. <laughs> yep. Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart was last summer. That was June. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Last of Us, great June June was May. So all the Ratchet and Clank games have kind of a crude pun in their mm-hmm. title, like mm-hmm. Up Your Arsenal, right? like yada yada. It, but Ripped Apart does not. No, it does. Been, well, that's the thing. There's been some debate on my team, on the commerce team. Was it supposed to be ripped a fart? Like, is that the pun? <laughs> I think so. Well, I've never thought about that. It's a stretch. Yeah, there aren't any, like, jokes about that in the game, were there? I don't think. Not, well, I not that there I, are in the no, other, other game titles either. Up Your Arsenal doesn't have anything yeah. about being up your arsehole in the game. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't know. Maybe Insomniac is just, maybe they've just matured a little bit. I, so I, next time I, we get Ted Price on the phone, we need yeah. to ask him, like, hey, was Ripped Apart supposed to be, was that what we were supposed to get from that? I think, I, I swear, it's got to be. It's got to be. <clears throat> I'm not going to be the I one want to it ask. to be. You're not going to be the one to ask? <laughs> I'm not going to be the one to ask. <laughs> no, well, it's going to be like, it's going to be like, you know, 19 questions about Spider-Man 2 mm-hmm. and like, you know, Wolverine. Like, and then it's going to be one. We're just going to slip that one yep. in there at the end. Well, we're almost E3. out of time, Ted, but we've got to ask. It's the yeah, after, it's E3 2023. It's the after credits P- P- question. PR, PR is ushering us out of the room. We got to get the next interviewers in here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of E3 2023, I guess it's going to happen. <laughs> they've they've threatened that it's going to happen, so it's happening. What? Oh, E3 is such a good time. Yeah, I love E3. I I, I know. Me too. Look, I love E3, and I've been to a lot of them. Probably you know less than you guys, maybe more than Colin, maybe not. Um, but uh, the the thing that makes e3 great is this week of announcements and stuff like that and you know e3 coming back doesn't necessarily mean that's going to happen so i don't know i'm taking a weird like pessimistic approach and now it's being ran by like the pax people which i i'm not saying it's like a bad thing that it's like more community focused but i don't know if it's going to be the e3 people are expecting it to be yeah that's my concern as well i really like e3 i have a lot of fond memories of e3 and i'm nostalgic for it i'm sad that it went away um i understand all the intellectual reasons why an event like that maybe doesn't make sense anymore but emotionally like i'm happy mm-hmm. to have it back but um but yeah it's being run by read pop where you know nothing against that company the penny arcade company and the pax people but um but they put on a very very different kind i i, I don't want it to be pax but they're calling it e3 Mm-hmm. Like I, and I, and I'm a little bit worried that that's what we're gonna get because that's the kind of show that they know how to put on. But um, but you know we'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would yeah. I, the golden scenario for me would be because in the past E3 was structured the days before the show floor opened were when all of the conferences were, and then basically Nintendo had their conference slash direct depending on what year it was, and then the show floor opened and then it's like three days of show floor. Right? Correct me if I'm wrong. That's, that's about it. Right? You're mm-hmm. correct. And so. What I would love is if it's that same structure and there's still a bunch of press conferences, but then once it opens up those three days, maybe they're just a bit more, you know, um, taxi, 
than they used to be. Maybe they're a little bit more consumer facing than they were um, industry facing. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, but that's 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 where I get a little worried because it's like PlayStation dropped out of E3 before the pandemic. (laughs) So it's like, are you getting them back? Probably not. Right. And Nintendo's kind of been wishy washy. EA has dropped out. Um, Who knows where Ubisoft stands? You know, they're doing their conference months after. But it's like the E3 people want is that week of just like conference Mm -hmm. after conference after conference. And it's like Mm -hmm. E3 doesn't have the power to just make that happen. They only have the power to put on a show and hope people come. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I know. I know. And like, well, you know, part of it was because E3 was put on by the Entertainment Software Association where there's Mm -hmm. never like a requirement that like you have to participate. But like, I have to assume that besides behind the scenes, there was a certain amount of like arm twisting going on that all the ESA members should participate in E3 in some capacity that like, yeah that's probably diminished somewhat now in 2022, but, um, but I don't know. I I went to a lot of E3s, you know, with IGN. And then even as a kid, like I went when I was 18 and, and, you know, those are really formative memories for me. Um, Mm. and, um, and I hope we can get some, some part of that back. Yeah. Like when I was a kid, uh, I I would take off work or whatever I had to during E3 Mm -hmm. to watch E3 basically from like 16 through to the last E3 that existed. I took time off work to watch E3. And like this last year, you know, with everything sort of scattered as it was, and maybe even like the year before and the year before that, like, I don't even know if I would have taken time off. Luckily, I didn't have to because now I work in an industry where I'm just sort of <laughs> doing it anyway while I'm working. But um, yeah, I don't know if, 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 I, if, if Colin was 16 right now, if E3 didn't exist, I don't think I would take time off to sort of enjoy those days. But if E3 did exist again, and if it was, you know, that sort of prime, everything's together. Yeah, I would do that. So it's just, I don't know. It's, it's, it's going to be hard to see yeah. if they're able to sort of recapture it. I miss, I miss having all those big conferences, like you said, back to back and then like comparing them all and contrasting yeah. and having the yeah. who won E3 debate. I just, I love all that stuff. The the companies have absolutely zero motivation to participate in that kind of hard yeah, none yeah, at all. It's true. So, I don't know. I guess yeah. from my perspective, it's just like there's an energy that's lost when they're not all sort of doing that all at once. You know, when it's all scattered, when it's not all this giant event, then I think there's sort of a lost cumulative effect. Um, but obviously, you guys, you're right. It's a company doesn't want to show games only for thirty other games to be announced at the same time and just sort of potentially overtake their hype but it's just like i don't know that hype bomb i miss it (laughs) there's definitely a network effect of like you know if nobody's doing it then you don't need to like but you don't want to be the only one not there Mm -hmm. so it's like if they can get a if they can get like a critical mass of like developers and press conferences involved then you don't want to be the one not participating Mm -hmm. um because because then you're missing out but but it, it like that teeters on a knife edge, right? Because like if one or two people bow out, then it makes it easier for others to pass as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's super fun working it too. We did our summer gaming this year, and and uh, nobody was there. Me and Damon were there, but like, yeah. there's a little bit of like, there's a little bit of magic there still. You know, like when the conferences are going to happen, you're like waiting for Xbox, and everybody's just kind of watching it together. I definitely mm-hmm. miss those days. I was always I told this story not that long ago on Beyond, but it's like it was always like. 
you know, working E3 is super fun, especially if you work at somewhere like IGN, because then like all of your friends are together and you get to watch this conference. And my first E3 was 2016, which a lot of people will agree was like Sony's biggest conference ever. And it's like, I just want that again. I want all of us to be in a room and watch on a giant screen all the games we're going to eventually get to play and then do fun post shows and stuff like that. Like I, I definitely miss those days and I would give anything to have them back. Mm. Well, we'll see what E3 created by the PAX people is like next <laughs> summer. We'll be there for sure. Okay. God of War finally coming this year in November means it's going to be, it's going to be competing with the uh, Elden Ring among other games, yep. game of the year. It's time for game of the year. Watch, uh, Elden Ring is the only ten IGN has given this year, and I think mm. it's uh, you know I, I don't think it's um, an exaggeration to say it has been a very significant game for a lot of people. Definitely in in a very short amount of time, shot very high on people's lists of you know some pe- for some people the best games they've ever played. Mm-hmm. But God of War twenty eighteen is also one of the best games ever played, and now we're getting the sequel to that in november and there is such a such a thing as recency bias so that'll be mm. interesting uh mm. elden ring will be 10 months old by the time people are playing god of war and presumably enjoying it so that's and gonna think, be an interesting like, talk to have people love elden ring so much like you know it's the best game i've ever played it's revelatory i spent 150 hours with it like it's gonna be a contest between um you know between the masses that loved Elden Ring and then the babies that are going to default to God of War. <laughs> so Elden Ring is like you know, the obvious choice that comes to mind. The only one's got a 10 from IGN. But the games that have gotten a 9 from IGN so far this year also include Rogue Legacy 2, which I recently beat and loved. Tunic mm-hmm. Gran Turismo 7, a game that I think maybe people have soured on a bit. Total War, yeah. Warhammer 3, Horizon Forbidden West, Sifu, Ali Ali World, those are the nines so far from IGN. Mm-hmm. I mean, Tunic stands out among those. I can see mm-hmm. Tunic like, being in the shortlist. Yeah. Yeah. Y- you know, is, is, does that game have a credible chance of winning game of the year? Uh, you know, probably not, not to be like reductive, but like, you mm-hmm. know, Elden Ring came out this year. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I definitely see it being sort of recognized for its excellent excellence and being nominated a lot of places. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also, I know Neon White is really high up for a lot of people. Mention that, yeah, as like an honorable mention. We gave it an eight, but you know that doesn't mean it couldn't be nominated. I and I also would probably give it about an eight. I really like the game, but not quite as much as a lot of people do. But um, even just on the social team at IGN, there's at least a couple of people who are already like, "Yeah, this is my game of the year," and they're people who liked Elden Ring as well. So um, I think that one could be shortlisted by the end of the year. Yeah, yeah, I wanted to mention that. The other honorable mention was going to be Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. Another game that got an eight from us. Another game I beat and enjoyed, but, you know, probably won't play again. I've just seen people talking about how they think it's like, you know, great. Maybe maybe it's their personal pick of Game of the Year. I actually yeah, I saw that. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I saw that too. Like, I look, like, there's a whole genre of game that I like a lot. But then when people go completely ape over them, I'm like, well, all right. Like, <laughs> And like, that's kind of where I am with TMNT where like, where people are like, Oh, it's a game of the year contender. I can't get enough of it. And so I was like, Oh damn. All right. And like, it is really good. Like yeah, it's it really, is. really good. And everyone should mm-hmm. play it. It is not that game is not a game of the year contender <laughs> in my opinion. It's just great. It's just yeah. a really great fun video game. Yeah. I, yep. That's kind of my I, feeling. I, I played it. I didn't think I was going to play it. I'm not really a teenage mutant Ninja Turtle fan, but uh, I had a group of friends that invited me and they were like, Hey, we should play this. And it was on game pass. It was like, 
the perfect recipe yeah. for killing an evening. And we beat yeah. the whole game and they were like, what do you guys want to do now? Do you, you guys want to play it again? And I was like, no, mm. no, that's mm. fine. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, I'll catch you guys later. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I yeah. think 2022, uh, if, if God of War Ragnarok ends up being as good as we want it to be, obviously we're just sort of speculating that it'll be good, but like there's a good chance that it'll be a great game. Um, uh, I think we're going to see another year where it's basically a showdown between like two massive games. And it happens a lot. Uh, 2013 was like the last of us versus, uh, Grand Theft Auto five. And I think the last of us won it for most places. 2018, I think it was Red Dead Redemption 2 versus God, God of, of War. War 2018. Yep. And I think God of War won it for most places. So we'll yeah. see if Sony can take which, the crown. Which that came out time. in April. So that didn't even have the recency bias that, that, that yeah, uh, Red true. Dead had. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. It's going to take that a lot. To, that was a close year, though. That was very close. Yeah, between well, God I War voted. I voted for Red Dead. I was yeah. I was on the Red Dead camp. I was on the wrong side of history on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I love Red Dead. Hey, you were. I uh, man, I love Elden Ring, though. I can't imagine yeah. something. I I think God of War is going to be absolutely a masterpiece, no doubt in my mind. But like, Elden Ring is just a different kind of game, and I I can't imagine anything's going to beat it for me this year. I think I'm really going to love God of War. We'll see. I think that God of War being a sequel, like it could easily be like I was saying earlier, like it's going to polish off whatever little teeny tiny rough edges the original had. And it'll, it'll, you know, I hope it's a better overall game. I don't think it being a sequel helps it in the game of the year hunt. You know, it's like that, that continuous camera, like that's not going to be no, they're going to be like, Oh, they did that same cool thing again. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like um, that stuff that everyone couldn't stop jawing about four or five years ago, um, isn't going to feel quite as fresh. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I, the twist in the back half of, uh, God of War 2018, you know, they can't replicate that either in regards to sort of bringing back elements of Kratos's roots. So, um, mm-hmm. so, you know, it's my most anticipated game and the original is one of my top three favorite games from last gen, but, but I, I have, I have a hard time seeing it. Yeah, not having seen it or played it, mm-hmm. like if I were if I were a betting man, um, I would bet that it's going to have a hard time sort of supplanting Elden Ring in people's minds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could be very similar to the situation of Elden Ring versus Horizon Forbidden West, where Horizon Forbidden West is an amazing game. It's like mm-hmm. the 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 perfect version of what a modern day AAA open world game is. But Elden Ring just feels so different and and new and fresh, and, you know. And so it's like it's hard mm-hmm. for something that feels that's like excellent in every way, but also very typical, which is what Horizon Forbidden West is, I think. Yeah, there was no doubt in my mind that Horizon Forbidden West was going to be like my game of February. And then I played Elden Ring and I was like, oh, never mind. Horizon yeah. Forbidden what? No, I love that game. But like I, I <laughs> that's two. That's two for me. Um, I love that game, but uh, I love it, too. I, I think the same thing happened with you, Damon, is like you you eventually pick up Elden Ring and you get it. And then you just like can't stop playing it. And that's that's what happened mm-hmm. to me. I was like, this is cool. This mm-hmm. is Dark Souls, but it's open world. And then I was like, oh, no, this is this special. This is a special game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think I think so much of what's good about God of War 2018 is its narrative. So if they manage to really surprise us with its narrative, I think it could bring that freshness back. I think if it if it really knocks it out of the park in that um, in that realm, um, I think it'll really do good. My honestly, this is pure speculation. 
I think that there's a good chance that Kratos will die in this game, and then you'll play as Atreus. But if they did something like to that level, like something that insane that really just shocked everybody, mm-hmm. and they pull it off really well, then I think that that's like something that could absolutely put it above Elden Ring for people. But this is just like a random fanboy. Like, think they're gonna Last of Us to him. It's a spicy take, <sighs> man. We'll see. We'll see. I think you're gonna play as that um that head, the severed head. Yeah. Ooh, okay. That's cool. It's actually a bowling sim now. Yeah. <laughs> it's just gonna roll around. <laughs> bite it, bite it the troll's ankles. Yep. Um Yeah, I think that's I think shortlist right now, Elden Ring, Tudic, then probably God of War. There's just not a lot of other big stuff coming out. So like looking out looking out over the next quarter, July through September, there's Stray next week. Yeah. There's Saints Row in August. There's Splatoon 3 in September and Lord of the Rings Gollum. It's just like not a lot mm. of big, mm. exciting stuff, you know. And Disney Dreamlight Valley. Sure. We're all going to live sure. our, our our farming Disney dreams. And uh, the new Pokemon games are also in November. But, That's in um, November, yeah. Keeping with sort of the same theme in similar to game of the year let's 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 share our game day of the life allow me to explain <laughs> and let's check in with the listeners please do hey listeners this is listeners remember you can always reach us at the email address gamescoop at ign.com just like ryan in west des moines iowa did do you, do you know ryan just uh no but that's right where mark was i was just there for a week did, i did, did you see, meet ryan i didn't see ryan there okay. uh well I, maybe i don't know does ryan go to scooters a lot i love maybe, scooters. yeah maybe i was maybe just gonna say maybe he was at scooters scooters is real good <laughs> ryan asked do any of you have a favorite video game day of all time i'm 45 years old and my favorite video game day hasn't changed in 29 years there's very little to do with actually playing video games during the summer of 93 I worked construction for my dad and saved my money in hopes of buying a Super Nintendo. Towards the end of the summer, not only was I able to buy a Super Nintendo at the local Pamita, which is a watered-down Walmart. Justin, does that check out? Nope. Never heard of it. I mean, it was also the 90s, so... I was also able to purchase a 20-inch TV and two games, Street Fighter II and Ken Griffey Jr. Baseball. I spent between four and five hundred dollars that day, and I remember feeling nervous as that was a huge amount of money to spend all at once for me at the time. My neighbor had given me an old used entertainment center, and I still remember the joy in setting everything up in my room in the basement. I don't think that day will ever be topped. Mm. It's a pretty good day. It's a good one. I would argue it's still a lot of money. That's four or five hundred dollars. Yeah. That's a, that's a lot of money to spend in one day. That's so back then that could get you a Super Nintendo two games and a twenty inch TV. <laughs> Which is like that's a not not a bad it's TV not, back. Not, I mean, that was either. pretty big for I. You know, I think I I when I went to college in '96, I was like on a 13 inch in my dorm room. Mm-hmm. Uh, does anyone have a, a day like that that's significant to them that's related to video games? I, I there there was one summer of my life. I think after my sophomore year of high school. Where it was like right on the edge of like by your junior year, you, you know, you're probably 16 and you have a car and you have a job. Um, but that sophomore year, I just, I had absolutely no responsibilities the entire summer. I was old enough that I could go to parties and go out and do stuff and have friends over, but I was not so old that I started to get beat down by the world. Mm. Um, and so me and my friends played, like we basically played Smash Brothers, uh, Melee and, um, and super monkey ball and you know a variety i think we are still like busting out goldeneye and stuff by that time because that was only one generation back um 
And that was all we did that entire summer. And um, I also, the house I was living in had a pool at that time. And so every single day was just, we're going to go out, we're going to go swimming, we're going to have friends over, we're going to go inside and play GameCube all night long. And so I guess that's a little bit of a cheat answer because that's not one day. But like, but that was, um, that was my life for basically, you know, those three months. And, um, you know, we were never quite able to recapture that. You don't know you're living those golden days no, until they're true. over. That's true. Um, and I also, that was also, um, I had friends at that time in my life, which, you know, <laughs> I got bad news for your kids out there that are not uh, adults yet, but that is also mm-hmm. a very, very tough thing to, uh, to maintain. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Mark? <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I'll cheat like Justin because I, I couldn't decide. I, I have a few, um, but uh, the the first one is so I used to play a ton of World of Warcraft and uh, my friend, we used to work at Target and we'd get off at like 10 o'clock and my friend comes over and he's like, uh, oh, I've never played World of Warcraft. On. You know, this is this is back in the age where it's like you get home from work and you instantly you're just you're just playing. And he's like, let's uh, I was like, start a character with me. You can play on a man's computer. And uh, we played and they started playing, started playing level one characters. And next thing you know, like it was one of those like I was like, oh, it's blue outside. <laughs> it's oh, it's six in the morning, dude. And like those are just like fleeting days as well. Like those just don't really happen. But I, I, <clears throat> I have a more recent one, which was uh, my sister from Iowa. She lives in Ames. Maybe Ryan knows her. Probably not. Um, she was recently here in California and she came to my house and it was her and her husband. And they were like, what do you guys want to do? And uh, my wife was gone doing something. And I was like, y'all want to. I know you guys are really into Fortnite. Do you want to play Fortnite or something? I don't know. And uh, so she played. We were in all in this tiny room that you're seeing now. She played on my computer. He played on his laptop and I played on my PS5 and we played Fortnite for like nine straight hours. And that was like recaptured times that like, yeah, don't mm-hmm. really exist anymore. Um, good times. Those are those are fun gaming days. <laughs> good ones. Mm-hmm. Colin. Uh, March 4th, 2017. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. Wait, is that when is that when the the switch was released basically yeah so march 3rd was the day the switch and breath of the wild came out uh, my switch was a day late getting yeah. delivered to me yeah. uh and i was working at disney world at the time i was in their college program and it's sort of just like a, a dorm room situation um but I, most everyone is over 21 so everyone's like drinking in the dorms situation hmm. uh and so i had taken off five days of work to play Breath of the Wild because I knew who, how excited I was for this game. And so for the first like half of the day, once I finally had my Switch, I was just playing Breath of the Wild. It was me in front of the TV, all my favorite snacks, <laughs> and everything completely planned out for the whole day. I was obsessed. I loved the game. Uh, and then about halfway through the day, a lot of my friends started getting off work and they came over because they were also excited about this. It's so, like slowly throughout the rest of the day, people started filtering in like watch me play breath of the wild and play like you know some of the um uh oh my god not dungeons why can't shrines Shrines. and and all of that stuff yeah and um it was just so much fun and then towards the end of the day it was getting dark uh one of my friends was like hey didn't you tell me about this thing called pt that was really scary and i was like (laughs) oh yeah pt is amazing and i still had it on my um ps4 so we booted up pt uh, everyone's playing with us. Everyone is scared out of their minds and everyone's just like passing the controller to each other because 
I, I warned everyone that it's like extremely obtuse and there's like a 0% chance that we're going to like see the end of this thing. My friend Jade, just on her first run through, doesn't know what she's doing, not doing anything on purpose, triggers the ending of PT, which I've never seen actually triggered. And so all of us lose our minds watching Norman Reedus like open the door and go outside. And it was, it was such a good day. And that basically happened like right before like midnight. <laughs> so wow. it was like March 4th. What a day. <laughs> That's cool. You can put an exact date on it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the one, the day that immediately popped to mind for me was when I was in elementary school in like fifth or sixth grade. So I had my NES, loved my NES, was like obsessed with it. But like most kids, I would only, only ever get video games on like Christmas and my birthday, basically twice yeah. a year, I'd get a few games and like, that's all that I ever had. But this was just a random, uh, it was a, fr it was a Friday and it was a school day. And I came home from school on a random Friday, whenever it was, and my dad was already home and on the coffee table was just life force for NES in, in the shrink wrap. And my dad had just like stopped somewhere on his way home not specifically for this purpose, but while he was wherever he was, he just picked up Life Force for me, a game that I hadn't even like asked for, but I think I was aware of it from like reading Nintendo Power. And that's like the only time he'd ever, I want to say my dad is amazing. I have a great relationship with, relationship with my dad. I'm not saying like my dad was like mean or scary. And this was the one time he did something nice. <laughs> he just never, ever like random, just randomly bought me a video game on a random day outside of a holiday or my birthday before. This is the only time that ever happened. And it turned out to be an amazing game. Like one of the best NES games of all time. Life Force. I love it. So I just have great memories of like getting that game and being surprised and then, you know, <laughs> playing it for weeks and months and months until whenever the next mm -hmm. holiday was. It's nice. It's good Video times. games, man. Yep. Video games. Good memories. Okay. One more news update this week. Uh, Lollipop Chainsaw. Dig back into your memory. 10 years ago, released in 2012, was a game called Lollipop Chainsaw, produced by Suda51, I think is how it's supposed to be pronounced, written by James Gunn. Got a 5 out of 10 from IGN. Kind of leaned too much on its bizarre premise of a high school cheerleader in a zombie outbreak who has her boyfriend's severed head attached to her waist, and she uses a chainsaw to chop up zombies. Whack, super wacky premise with kind of uh, shallow gameplay. Anyway, yeah. it's getting a remake. <laughs> yeah, of course. It sure is. It's getting a remake, but <laughs> Suda51 and James Gunn are not involved. It's one of the producers from the original game, a new, a new studio, Gram. I want to say it's Gramica Games, and I, try, I look, tried looking them up. I couldn't even find a website for them. I did not know that James Gunn wrote this game. Yeah, me neither. I thought I was going to sound like an idiot when I admitted yeah. it. There you go. <laughs> yeah. It's a James uh, Gunn joint. Did anyone play this game? Is that really? Yeah, I I did. I actually played it a lot, and and when I woke up the morning that uh, um that the announcer who had tweets people like tweets be, um, from people just being like Mark, they did it. They had, <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, you know, my like fandom for this game was mostly a joke because the game is ridiculous. <laughs> but it's like yeah. it's always been one of those like, what's your favorite 360 game? And I'm like, Lollipop Chainsaw. Let's go, Juliet Starling. I love her so much. Uh, I, I, this game's actually kind of hard to find. I, you can get it on eBay, yeah. but it's like 30, 40 bucks, which I think is 
a ridiculous price for for that game, but it it never came to PC. So it's like you only can get it on 360 or PS3. But I was watching gameplay of it earlier just to kind of refresh my memory. And I was like, yep, this is this is what I remember. It's such a like of the era kind of game. It's like comic booky and the combat doesn't look great. And she says like really silly one liners and you know she kicks a, a dude a zombie's head and it lands in a baby carriage like it's a ridiculous <laughs> game and i'm interested to see if there if most people are like me and are just like you know yeah for the for the laughs or if people are really really excited for this game i'm sure the comments will tell me that they're all very excited so i'm interested yeah. to see what a remake for this game and like how it does i think i think it's got a cult following because of what it is so we'll see once it's a yeah game. i was i was <laughs> seeing in the ign comments that there's you know there this game has its fans out there yeah nope. people that are are welcoming it back seems a little bit random to me i don't know there's like there's like <laughs> over time there's certain movies that are released that trigger a wave of game copycats like the matrix was one of them and then when mm. grindhouse came out in 2007 that also triggered a wave <laughs> of all these video games that were trying to do this like hyper over the top wacky gory things and mm. lollipop chainsaw was one of those <laughs> yeah i never i never played it i i think my desk was next to mitch's at the time he reviewed it for ign and you know played quite a bit of it right next to me and i saw enough to know that i this is not the game that i need to go seek <laughs> out and put time into that's right I'm mitch still, did review I'm that s- one that's right i'm still thrown off by like dude that game came out in 2012 like Guardians of the Galaxy came out in 2014. <laughs> like I mean, James yeah. Gunn wrote and directed that. Like that's He's, what he was doing immediately before Guardians. He also did <laughs> Slither. And I don't know what year was that. Yeah, but that was way earlier, right? Holy Pop James like, that's what got him the job. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I'm just, Slither was like Slither was like 2005 or so. It was it was quite a bit earlier, I think. I'm curious Slither, so going Slither by Jimmy really Gunn. Good. I'm curious about the timeline, the James Gunn timeline now. So, yeah. Going back, writer. Oh, let's see. I'm looking this up in real time. Yeah. So, writer, he wrote that 2012. And then, yeah, he just, he wrote Guardians of the Galaxy in 2014. He did movie 14, or he did a segment in movie 43. Oh, God. Well, we can't hold him to that. There were a lot of good directors who did things in that terrible movie. Yeah. But, like, that's like the, uh, kind of the biggest thing he did before Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> yeah. Slither's really good, though. Slither's 2006. That so that was a whole six years before Lollipop Chainsaw. He's a busy man. I, don't, I can't believe he had, a, he had time to write and what direct several episodes of a whole TV series in between Suicide Squad and Guardians 3. One quick email before we get to 20 questions. This is Jose from Costa Rica. It says, I played and loved Resident Evil 4 back when it launched on the GameCube. I had played Resident Evil 2 before, but like many others, Resident Evil 4 was the game that got me into the Resident Evil series. I recently bought an Oculus Quest 2. I've been enjoying Population 1 very much. However, not much else has gotten my attention. My question is, for someone who's already played through RE4 once back in the day, should I replay it now in VR or wait? for the upcoming high-res remake. Like Damon, I recently became a father for the first time, and realistically, I probably only have time to play through this game once. 
I mean, I don't think like I think the remake is going to be a completely different game. Like it's going to be a ground up remake. It's not going to be like a, an up res anything. You know, it's going to take the same story beats, but, but completely redo it all. So, you know, I'm, I don't I don't that's not an answer for you, except mm-hmm. that like, you know, either one, like whatever one you want, man. I don't know. Yeah, you yeah. can say whatever one you want, but I would lean more towards waiting to the remake. You know, yeah. it's less than a year away and it's just it's going to it's going to look so much better ostensibly it will play a lot better than the original will wait but is that going to be on quest 2 no. like is he oh yeah. okay so i thought his no. whole deal was that he's like specifically looking to play the game in vr he's just saying no. he's got this new quest and he has there's not okay. much he's really interested in playing except resident Evil 4 hmm. but there's right. this remake coming next year so that makes sense i would say wait for the remake and if you need something to play on your quest 2 right now play super hot vr yep yep That's super true. hot I, I would is such a good game in VR. (laughs) I would say play four in VR because he'll probably like, like, you know, he's a dad and I get it. You don't have as much time for games, but like, you'll probably end up playing the remake next year anyway. Mm. Yeah. It's it's going to be different. It's going to be different. It's not going to feel like the same thing. So Mm -hmm. what about um, Resident Evil seven? Is that not on quest? Is that only on, is you can only play VR on PlayStation? I think that's PS4. But I'm not entirely sure. Nobody knows. It's true. There's no way to know is the problem. There's no way anybody could know. Yeah. I played roughly three minutes of Resident Evil 7 in VR. Then you noped out? Noped the heck out of there. (laughs) Why? Why? You didn't like it? It's terrifying. And I love Resident Evil. I've played all the games several times. I've beaten seven many times. But in VR, that is like another level of like discomfort. Oh, all right. It's it's a lot. I've never played it. I Very don't. Scary. I continue to, to not understand why people do this to themselves on purpose. <laughs> do you want to put on this VR headset and just feel terrible? <laughs> really then scared. Play a horror game in VR. <laughs> well, because I played, I was play, I played through like more than half the game, and then I got to I think it's Margaret or something. It's it's the lady who's made up of a bunch of bugs. Mm-hmm. It's a boss fight, mm-hmm. and that's when I decided to put on the VR headset oh, and oh. It that way. And I was like terrified i couldn't figure out like which windows she was coming through i like genuinely started sweating and i was like no 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 that's for sure one of the scariest parts to want to try to switch to vr yeah uh, bad timing <laughs> it's a good game i'm gonna check it out in third person in october <laughs> That brings us to video game Tony questions. Our suggestion this week comes from Robert in Florida. Let the questioning begin. Mm, oh did this game come out in the nineties? No. Originally come out in the nineties? No. No. All right. Let's see. Well, I give up. No. <laughs> <laughs> We'll never get it, guys. <laughs> if it was a '90s game, we would get it. Yeah, right, I'll just go with I'll go with my classic opener. Was this game released uh, originally released on a cartridge? No. Okay. So arcade or disc or download? Is this game playable on the Nintendo Switch? Yes. So it's a yeah. download on the Nintendo Switch. Not necessarily, because you said, was it originally playable on a cartridge? So it could easily be something like Skyrim that is true, now available on a Nintendo Switch cart. Yeah, or even the, something like the Final Fantasy games from PlayStation or something like that. Correct. Okay. Uh, is this game exclusive to Switch? No. Okay. All right. Mm. Was this game made in Japan? 
Yes, that's five. Was this game made by Nintendo? No. Rip. Hmm. Hmm. All right. We have this. Uh, okay. okay. He said it was an exclusive, right? So it could it could nope. be on be on a lot of consoles. Yep. It also could be Skyrim, and it could be on every console. Is this a? Is this an older? Was this game originally released before when the Nintendo Switch came out? Yes. Okay, so it's an older game that is now available on the Switch. It's not a contemporary game that was released on PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. Yep, and also made in Japan. Okay. So I know Damon hates this question, but uh, is this game an RPG? No. Okay. I don't hate that question. Well, I, I asked it before and you had to be very careful about like some <laughs> well, games one, have RPG elements, but this, they're not necessarily okay. RPGs. But OK, this, this one's not an RPG. OK. Huh. All right. Well, what do you what do you do in this game? Mm. That's what we need to figure out. Like, are you slashing? Are you shooting? Are you sneaking around like Solid Snake? <laughs> Except for I guess none of those games are on the switch. It's probably Resident Evil. Mm. <laughs> Um, I mean, it's made in Japan. I, mm-hmm. I, I don't. I don't. How many? You, guess Capcom. Uh, you have you've you've asked eight questions. Is this yeah. game? Is this game three? Is this game three D? Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. So um, it's, not wanna, super, it's not super old. It's not some mini S game. Yeah. If we want to narrow down Resident Evil, we could go with asking Capcom because they've made plenty it. of games. Is, is this game made by Capcom? No, that's yeah, ten. Okay. Sure. Mm. <laughs> Is the developer still in business? Yes. <sighs> okay. Uh, well, and it's probably not Square because no RPG. Yeah, and I started thinking FromSoft, but I think all of those Souls games would be categorized as like action RPGs. Agreed. I mean, it's not that many Japanese game developers. That we're making the, you know, I mean, obviously there's dozens, but like, mm-hmm. you know, there's the usual suspects. There's Namco and um, others like Namco. <laughs> <laughs> Namco, etc. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, all right, oh, let's see. Japanese, Japanese, Japanese. Um, yeah, are you? Do you do you slash things in this game? Is this, is this a slashy? A slash them up, a slasher. Yeah. Yes. You're slashing. Okay, so there's the Ninja Gaiden games. I think they're on Switch now. Are they? I believe so. I believe they got ported. Maybe I'm wrong. You play as a ninja in this game? No. Ah, okay. Okay, but wait. So, okay. So you're slashing, but not ninja slashing. You're not (laughs) regular slashing. Yeah, it's like, well, Devil May Cry, but that's Capcom. Yeah. And I was going to uh, say, like, Dragon's Dogma, but it's Capcom. Yeah. yeah. Capcom took a surprising amount of games out of the equation. Yeah. And it's not made by Nintendo either. Mm-hmm. Slash. And it's, 3D, and it's 3D, so we know it's not, like, you know, soup. It's not, it's not something from the 80s or the 90s. Slashy. Yeah. Uh, is this, does this game take place in, like, a fantasy world? Um, hmm. like, does it have like fucking elves and goblins and all that shit? <laughs> hmm. I don't. Well, are you talking about like high fantasy, like traditional, like Lord of the Rings, Dungeons and Dragons fantasy? 
Yeah, like elves and goblins and dwarves and no. just no. all that garbage. No. <clears throat> I, I don't know. The, the wishy, the wishy washiness is there. It's throwing me for a loop a little bit. I'm not trying to be wishy washy. I'm trying to be mm. accurate. Mm. I understand, but I feel like it'd be clear. Like it's not that Will Smith movie that was in like New York with the orcs <laughs> in it. What's that movie? Right. Mark right. knows what I'm talking about. Nope. <laughs> right. Right. Mm. Oh, I never saw that. Okay. Slashy on Switch. Japanese. Not, not fantasy, but, but didn't maybe, originally maybe. release on Switch. You're not. You're not. A nin- you're not a ninja. Slash. And it's it's not in a traditional fantasy setting either. Mm-hmm. And it's 3D. Um, I, mean, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know. Well, let's see here. Um, Is this an think. open world game? No, that's 15. We were doing so well there for a hot second. Who's the who's the company? God, it's by my Namco. Oh yeah, is it like No More Heroes? Uh, or um, or uh, Bayonetta? Yeah, but that's more shooty than slashy. I mean, I guess it can be yeah. both. It can be both, and that would be sort of weird fantasy fringe that might have thrown Damon. So it could be No More Heroes. Could be no- Bayonetta. Do you play as a woman? Yes. So probably Bayonetta one or two then. Probably Bayonetta one or two. Who developed it again? Well, I don't think um, it could be three. Um, <laughs> definitely <true>. not three. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Bayonetta. I, I actually own and play this. Well, so it's not. Game. He said it's not exclusive, and Bayonetta two is exclusive to Switch, but Bayonetta one came out on PS3. Well, two two came out on the Wii U, I think. Bayonetta two is not exclusive to the Switch, is it? Or is it Wii U? Am I thinking of? I, I think it was Switch. the Wii U that it came out on. Okay. Oh, you're, you're probably right. Okay, yeah. is that true? And now they're I both. I believe so. And now they're both on. But Bayonetta Switch. one came out for PS3. So. She uses her hair, right? She has hair powers. Her hair is always zapping around. Yeah. Does your yeah. character have hair powers in this game? Yes. Okay. Here hey. we go. All right. So hey. how many how many questions do we have left? Because now we now we have to figure out if it's, if it's one, one or two. Or two. Is this the original game in a series? Yes. Right, is it so Bayonetta? Bayonetta? Yep, Bayonetta. Hey! We got there. Now nice I now I totally job. understand Damon's like sweating on the is this a fantasy game? It's like she's a witch and she fights it's, demons. Yeah. yeah. But know. takes yeah. place in the like world. Yeah. yeah it's like yeah. A, yeah. It's like fictional modern day Europe, I think, where it mm-hmm. takes place. <laughs> yeah, Bayonetta. Beautiful. Three, 360 and PS3 2010. Mm-hmm. That was originally released. Um, and then it came to Wii U, PC, and now Switch. Oh, actually, it's even on PS4 and Xbox One. Mm-hmm. Uh, IGN gave the 360 version a 9.6 and the mm-hmm. PS3 version an 8.2. Oh, that's a, that's a pretty big discrepancy. <laughs> that's more yeah. than a whole point, yeah. I could imagine it running pretty poorly on the PS3. A lot of third-party games. Did. So many games of that time. Skyrim? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Orange, Orange Box. Anyone, anyone here who is listening uh, and has any interest in character action games and hasn't played either of the Bayonettas, they're very good games. They're weird as hell. But they're yeah. extremely good video games. So I recommend them for sure. I played some of the first one, never finished it, never played the second one. I, I should revisit them at some point. Or maybe just play Bayonetta 3 whenever it's out. I think we gave the second one a 10. I could be wrong about that. I think we gave it a very high 9. Maybe. I like, like a 9.8 or something. 
I don't know. Did I play that on my Wii U? Like the during the six months I had my Wii U hooked up. Like yeah, I know, I, I know, I played I, through most of that game. I, my I brain, know I have the Switch game, but I guess I not. know I have the box because it's blue. Yeah, and I could just see it in my mind. Nine point five from IGN. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Great games. And the third one will come out whenever the hell it comes out. Yep. Yeah. If it ever does. Oh, don't forget the original was published by Sega, developed by Platinum Games. That's your mm-hmm. Japanese developer, published by Sega. Yeah, see, that's who I was. I was like, okay, it was Platinum that popped into my head, and that's where the Bayonetta came from. Well, right. what was the what was the crazy um, Platinum game where you would like rocket like um, slide everywhere and shoot Vanquish? Vanquish. Vanquish yeah. was on my mind during this, and I'm like, that's not a slashy game, so it can't be Vanquish. But like the one where Vanquish is still, also a great game. Still memes IGN for that. Why? Everyone does. Because I think IGN gave it like a three or something. And it's like, oh, IGN has no taste. And I'm like, I don't even think, I don't know who reviewed it. I'm sure they don't work here anymore. Hmm. It's time to let it go. I don't think, I think we gave it a high score. We it's gave like, it an 8.5. Yeah. Then I'm I thinking think of something thinking else. thinking of God Hand. God Hand. It's my yeah. bad, my bad, my bad. God People Hand. People gave that a low score. God Hand. Yeah. It, it has gone on to, to gather a cult following. God Hand and Alien Isolation. Those are the two that people will not forgive us for. Yeah. It's reviewed by Chris Roper in 2006, people. Yeah. <laughs> it's time to let it go. The year that I started at IGN. Wow. Well, nicely job, everyone. Thank you for the suggestion, Robert, in Florida. Uh, I'm being called away to my meeting right now. This is my heart out, so that is all the scoops we have for you this week. Thank you, Colin. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Justin. Thank you to Alan working behind the scenes. My name is Damon. This is IG and GameSuit. And we're out.